I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And as you know, it's been well over 30 years since The Simpsons first debuted on screens. And you know what? Its longevity is simply unmatched. Now, fans can say what they want about the famous dip in quality, but there has to be a certain level of respect for staying this long on our TV screens. But as you'd expect with all of this time, so many plot holes and mysteries have begun to grow and grow and grow. And we're going to address the biggest ones today. Uh, Not in the sense that we're going to try and answer them, because, well, we don't actually think there are answers in some cases. So let's take a look, as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 biggest unanswered mysteries in The Simpsons. Number 10. How did Moe save the Springfield Elementary kids? When Bart and Lisa joined the Model UN at school, they were taken on a trip to the organization's statewide coming together. However, thanks to Otto's view being obscured, they wound up on a desert island, having to fend for themselves in something of an homage to the Lord of the Flies. While Bart pictured a paradise with monkey butlers and a life free from their parents, the reality was that they were stranded. Their food had been eaten by an air quotes monster, and they had no way of either foraging for more or getting in touch with anyone. At the end of the episode, all seemed lost for the children of Springfield Elementary, but as the episode closed with no resolution for their fate, a voiceover confirmed that they were saved by Mo. Clearly the name was just picked out of a hat in order to have somebody get them back to Springfield for the next episode, but the question is, how could Mo have done it? This actually wasn't the first time that Mo Sislak was a hero. After saving Homer from Dedrick Tatum's vicious haymaker thanks to the fan man's fan, he used his new mode of transport to help the less fortunate in developing countries. Could he have used this same method to save Bart and his schoolmates? If so, the only real question is, how did he know that they were there in the first place? Number 9. Does Krusty wear makeup or not? Springfield is filled with wacky, zany, and outright weird characters. Bumblebee Man is rarely seen outside of his Bumblebee costume, Sideshow Mel dresses in a skirt with a bone through his hair, and a man so dedicated to his love of disco means that it takes up half of Disco Stew's name. Then, of course, there's Krusty, hey hey, the town's resident celebrity and TV clown. The feeling on that one. He's become one of the most popular characters in the entire show, and though fans have gotten to know him pretty well over the last few decades, there's still one question that's looming over him Does he actually wear makeup or not? When he visits Homer in hospital before his triple bypass, he outright explains that he doesn't wear makeup and that his appearance is down to a side effect of his pacemaker surgery. And when he decides that he doesn't want to be Rory B. Bellows anymore, the yellow makeup that he used to cover his white face comes off in the water. He also uses a fake yellow nose 
to cover what would appear to be his actual red nose. However, when he was taken to court after being framed by Sideshow Bob, Bart remarks on how normal he looks without his white makeup and red nose. So which is it? If he doesn't wear makeup, why would he paint his face yellow to go to court? Number 8. What happened to Barney's baby? One of the things that has helped make The Simpsons as successful as it has been over the years is the cast of characters that has been built up. Springfield is home to far more than just the titular family, and with over 700 episodes and counting, it's fair to say that there are some characters we've gotten to know just as well as Homer and company. However, these characters could still spring a surprise or two on us, even after so long. Take Barney Gumble, for example. Now, he's known to be the town's resident alcoholic, with the exception of the few years that he went sober, and he's never really truly had any real romantic interests. No one would ever think of Barney as a father, but season two's Principal Charming might make you think twice about all of that. When the long line at the DMV is shown, it's made up of the likes of Mrs. Winfield, Krusty, Apu, Otto, and Hans Moleman. However, curiously, it also includes Barney Gumble holding a child on his shoulders. Who is this boy? He's never been referenced since. It's never been indicated that Barney has had any paternal instincts, nor have any siblings been revealed that could make him an uncle. So why did he have this child on his shoulders at the DMV, and what has happened to him since? Number 7. What happened between Lisa and Colin? Like anyone in the Simpsons family whose name isn't Homer or Marge, Lisa has had a rough time when it comes to her romantic life. Nelson lied to her, Thelonious went to another school, and she wasn't ready to settle for Millhouse. She was even hurt by Hugh at her wedding in the future. But one boy that she appeared to get on famously with was Colin. During the Simpsons movie, she connected with the Irish musician over a love for protecting the environment, and he even wrote a song for her when she was in a dome separating the pair. The last thing that Colin did in the movie, after revealing that he had not been killed, was to take Lisa for some ice cream. The two walked off into the sunset holding hands, but it would seem that this didn't last forever. The two were never shown to be going out with each other again, so what actually happened? Well, Colin can be seen in the opening credits of He Loves to Fly and He Doze, and in Lisa the Drama Queen, there's a boy who looks suspiciously like Colin attending the same art class as her. The two were smitten, but something clearly came between them, and we'll never know what. Number 6. Why didn't Grandpa and Mr. Burns recognize each other? Grandpa Simpson, like Lisa, has never had much luck in his love life. He cheated on Mona before she left him, B's untimely death left him heartbroken and alone, and his relationship with Mrs. Bouvier didn't last anywhere near as long as he would have liked. The reason for their breakup was, of course, Mr. Burns. Homer's boss stuck his extraordinarily long nose into their business and stole Marge's mother away from Abe. However, the two seemed like total strangers, yet there's no way that they wouldn't have recognized each other given their history together. Grandpa described the man to Homer as a repulsive, obnoxious old billionaire, suggesting he didn't know much more about him than that, yet two seasons later, their shared past in the flying hellfish together was revealed. They fought together in the war, and at the time of their battle over Mrs. Bouvier, they were both entwined in a tontine with each other, a pact for the last man alive to take possession of a stash of priceless paintings. Enraging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in The Curse of the Flying Hellfish in Season 7, the two know each other well enough and remember details about one another from all of those years ago. However, neither had the mind to either mention the priceless German paintings hanging in the balance or the fact that they were so well acquainted when fighting for the love of the same woman. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Number five. Why did Sheldon Skinner look like Armin Tamzarian? Going back to The Curse of the Flying Hellfish, this episode also created more questions other than just why Grandpa and Burns didn't recognize or acknowledge one another. Now, this mystery revolves around neither Simpson nor Burns, but one of the Flying Hellfish's other privates who was embroiled in the tontine for the German paintings. There was Chief Wiggum's father, Iggy Wiggum, Arnie Gumble, and also Griff, Acer, Ox, and Etch. However, the character in question was Sheldon Skinner, a man who looked and sounded exactly like Springfield Elementary School's principal and was clearly supposed to be a relative. However, as one of the most infamous episodes detailed in Season 9, the man who has been in charge of the school for so many years is not Seymour Skinner. Armin Tamzarian stole Skinner's identity, dream, and mother after his sergeant was presumed dead. Until the end of the episode, Tamzarian had never legally been called Skinner and had no blood relation to that family name. Why then did a man called Sheldon Skinner look and sound so exactly like him, a man who had no connection to him at all? He should have looked and sounded like the real Seymour Skinner, which is either a further retcon by the show's writers in season 9, or that there are even more complications and deceptions in the already bizarre Skinner family tree than we were already aware of. Number 4. What happened to Herb's baby translator? When Homer discovered that he had a long-lost half-brother and was a stinking rich one at that, it didn't take long for him to invade and ruin his life. Things were going swimmingly for Herb Powell, but after finding out about Homer and letting him help develop a car, he lost everything. A year later, at the end of season 3, Herb came back to the Simpsons' lives and used Maggie to create the Baby Translator, a device that could take any babbling from a baby and tell the parents in plain English exactly what they were saying. Marge said that every mother in the country would want one of those, but it didn't seem so in the years that followed because it was never seen again in 742 Evergreen Terrace, nor did Selma think to buy one when she adopted Ling. Even when Apu and Manjula were blessed with octuplets, they didn't think to buy the one thing that would make their lives so much easier. Marge offered them banana bread to help, but didn't think to give them Herb's number or just go to the precious baby discount store, the outlet that he was selling them through? It just seems like both Herb and his world-changing invention vanished off the face of the earth. Number 3. In fact, why didn't Homer call Herb? When Lisa found that she was the only one who couldn't solve a simple riddle on the back of her lunch, she began to panic. Even when Ralph Wiggum can outsmart you, you begin to worry. And when Grandpa Simpson explained the Simpson gene, Lisa spiraled into fear and depression. The way Abe told it, by the time that she was Bart's age, she would have lost all of her intelligence and become as dumb as both her brother and her dad. He also warned of boldness too, but that was the last thing that little Lisa was worried about. Homer rounded up as many family members as he could to try and disprove the Simpson gene theory. But thanks to her second cousin Stanley, who liked to shoot birds at the airport, a man who steps out in front of cars and sues the drivers, and a prison snitch, he failed miserably. He was ultimately saved by the female side of the family. But you know what? Why didn't he simply call his own brother Herb? Not only had Abe's other son built a huge automotive empire, he had to start from the ground up again with the baby translator when Homer ruined him. Why didn't Homer simply get Lisa's uncle on the phone to remind her that it is absolutely possible to be a Simpson and a success? 
Did something happen between the two brothers that was never shown? Number two, where does The Simpsons' money come from? Throughout the many, many seasons of The Simpsons, Homer has had many, many different jobs, yet he always comes back to being a safety inspector at the nuclear power plant. Marge has also flirted with a career several times, but generally stays back at home to look after Maggie. Way back when, Homer was hired as something of an unskilled worker, and has been there in the same position ever since. Whenever he's been promoted or changed vocation, he always ends back up in Sector 7G, which surely doesn't pay the kind of money the family find themselves spending. They have what Frank Grimes describes as a palace. They go on crazy vacations and adventures, rarely with any real day-to-day concern for money. They fuel two cars and feed five mouths. There are times that they may mention that they're stretched, but this is far more than should be possible on just Homer's salary. So how exactly can the family afford to live like this? Some theorize that Homer still has a controlling stake in the Denver Broncos after he was gifted them by Hank Scorpio, while others believe the royalties that he receives from his B-Sharps album pays much more of the way. Regardless, there must be some other unspecified source of income that is feeding the family aside from Homer's job under Mr. Burns. And number one, where is Springfield? Now, this is the mystery that has been surrounding the Simpsons for so long that even the writers of the show began to have a little fun with it. It became a bit of a running gag that no one knew exactly where in the USA Springfield was, and still to this day, fans are trying to figure it out. Now, there have been a lot of US states ruled out over the years. Hawaii and Alaska are out for obvious reasons. Mr. Burns didn't realize that there was a New Mexico, and the only other two states the family were allowed to visit after their trip to Florida were North Dakota and Arizona. There are too many of these to list here, and while certain places have been ruled out, there are still plenty of states that the Simpsons could reasonably reside in. The most compelling and well-thought-out theory of Springfield's location comes from the Film Theorist YouTube channel. Here, host Matt Pat comes to the conclusion through some wonderfully impressive deductions that Springfield is located in Oregon. Even with that being said, however, it's unlikely that fans will ever be given the closure of confirmation. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.